Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Welcome back to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is Friday, the 14th day of January 2021, just seven days before the one-year anniversary of mopey, dopey, little girl, gropey, Beijing, Burisma, Joe Biden, placing his fingers upon the Bible and swearing to protect the Constitution and to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. He, of course, being public domestic enemy number one as he continues to flail and fail and falter and fumble as the president, as he continues to run the economy into the toilet, destroy international relations with our foreign adversaries and allies, as he continues to allow wide open border invasions at the southern border, which are most likely the place where the Omicron variant snuck through to begin with. Here's what gropey Joe Biden had to say about the Wuhan China novel coronavirus when he was running for office over a year ago. I'll shut down the virus, not the economy. And we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Shut down the virus? It has gotten three to five times worse since you became the president, gropey Joe Biden. Remember, it was you who said any president who is presiding over a nation with 220,000 COVID deaths does not deserve to be the commander-in-chief and should remove himself from office. You, gropey Joe Biden, in the same number of months that Donald Trump had to deal with this virus, have now surpassed 220,000 by a factor of three and a half. That's right, over 900,000 Americans have died with COVID. And that's even after they changed how they count deaths of COVID, with COVID, from COVID, since you took office. Your coronavirus, Mr. President, is out of control, and you act like it's a surprise. So do you think your coronavirus is here to stay? That's what many reporters were asking at the White House when gropey Joe Biden replied. COVID is here to stay. No, I don't think COVID is here to stay. That having COVID in the environment here and in the world is probably here to stay. But COVID, as we're dealing with it now, is not here to stay. The new normal doesn't have to be. Remember, it was gropey Joe Biden who said, follow the science. We will employ the top scientists in the country. And then he kept little Fufufuchi on the payroll. And guess what? He was still shocked and surprised by the Omicron African variant. How did you get it wrong? <laughs> How did you get it wrong? Nobody saw it coming. Nobody in the whole world. Who saw it coming? Nobody saw it coming? Even your little fear-monger-in-chief, Fufufuchi, said he saw it coming. He actually had to defend the actions of the president and his stupid inane commentary in order to try and save his own faltering reputation. Here's what Anthony Fauci had to say. We did, Jake. We definitely saw uh, variants coming. I think what one referred to, what was not anticipated, was the extent of the mutations and the amino acid substitutions in Omicron, which is really unprecedented. And that's something you would not have anticipated. But we certainly were anticipating that there were going to be variants. So who's lying now, Dr. Fufufuchi or President Biden? 
It can't be both. Well, actually, it could be both. They both can't be telling the truth, is what I meant to say. Oh, it is falling down upon them like a house of cards. The mishandling of everything from the coronavirus to the southern border crisis to the energy crisis to the massive inflation to the empty shelves to the foreign relations breakdowns to the fact that Putin and Xi Jinping are laughing at our president, laughing at our nation and plotting and planning their next moves. And now they're angry because the United States Supreme Court has shut down the unconstitutional executive order mandates that you either get stuck or get fired. Only, of course, if you work at a business that has 100 or more employees with an asterisk. If that business that has 100 or more employees is a hospital or a healthcare facility, they're still going to try to require that you have the jab or you lose the job. It's a hypocrisy. It's a double standard. It is proof that the Biden administration doesn't have the first damned clue of how to handle this virus. Now, not only is gropey Joe Biden clueless about this, the man cannot walk and chew gum at the same time, as has been evidenced by the many times he has literally stumbled and fallen since putting his hand on the Bible, especially that March 19th, 2021 trip up the stairway to Air Force One, where he fell not once, not twice, but three times before giving up on simply walking. And then he tried to blame it on the wind. Clearly, there was no wind that day. The coattails of all of those people watching the president walk up the stairs and fall one, two, three times, their coattails were not flapping in any breeze whatsoever. But not only is Gropey Joe clueless and Camel Toe Harris clueless, the little weasel, Anthony Fufufufucci, and I won't even give him the honor of calling him doctor anymore because I don't think he earned it. Even he is flip-flopping as he tries to cover the asses of the administration as they flip and flop and flip again, trying to keep this alive so that the Democrats can keep their thumbs on you, keep their knees upon your neck. Oh, too soon after the criminal thug animal George Floyd's death? Their knees upon the necks of the American population. And unfortunately, one half of our nation thinks Fauci is correct, thinks Joe Biden is doing his best to try and control this thing, thinks that it's all Donald Trump's fault somehow. As if Omicron wasn't his only problem, the rest of the variants that have passed and that are on the way will certainly make it interesting for gropey Joe Biden, Camel Toe Harris, and the Democrats up until the midterm elections. Let's see how they try and spin this to make it look like they're actually doing something positive over the next 10 months. But Joe Biden, I have a message for you. It's not only the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, and on into the future that you need to worry about as your presidency fails miserably. You still have done nothing positive to control the massive levels of illegal, unlawful, criminal, trespassing, and invasion of our southern border by people likely carrying that and many other diseases. You've done nothing to control illegal immigration to the United States, Gropey Joe. Not even Camel Toe Harris, 
the person you put in charge of it has made even the slightest little dent or dimple in the millions of illegal invading trespassing immigrants crossing our southern border. But wait, there's more. You also have massive increases in wholesale and retail prices thanks to your ineptness and inability to control the United States economy. Sure, you can try and blame it on coronavirus, but it is your own policy, programs, and procedures that are causing massive inflation, not in the meatpacking industry, but in every single sector of the United States economy. It is you who has caused empty shelves, Joe. It is you who have caused supply chain shortages, Joe. It is you responsible for massive increases in fuel and energy costs, Joe, because you did stupid things your first week in office, like shutting down a vital energy pipeline, like stopping permits for drilling for new oil and natural gas, by imposing new regulations on every single sector of the energy industry, except for your pet projects of wind and solar, which by the way, are not keeping up with consumer demand. You also have issues with little rocket man, Kim Jong-un, with Vladimir Putin, with Xi Jinping, with the French and the Australians who you managed to piss off both in the same day, and that's hard to do. I've been to Australia. Those are really nice people. And you managed to piss them, the Kiwis, and the French off all at the same time with your own stupid decisions regarding our military. Speaking of our military, other nations are laughing because your focus has been how many transgender queers can we put into the military and figure out where they're going to pee and poop as opposed to strengthening, maintaining, and building our military. Joe Biden, you are an absolute joke as the President of the United States, and the average American has much more important things to think about to be concerned about, to be outright worried about, like high prices and empty shelves, Joe. Empty shelves at grocery stores, empty car lots for new vehicle sales and even used vehicle sales. How could you possibly have turned the dynamic, impressive economy of Donald Trump into such a garbage economy in less than one year in office? It is obviously your tax and spend and tax attacks again policies coupled with your massive regulations and your pure vile hatred of the fossil fuel industry and petroleum powered cars. That was step one. Then your outright lying to the people about shutting down the virus was number two. And all of your other feeble minded decisions have caused average Americans to feel like the folks you're about to hear from. Okay, kids, pile into the Shandu Democrat Village wagon. We're all going to the grocery store. Aw, that's, that's boring. boring. I hate grocery shopping. But today, kids, thanks to Empty Shelves President Joe Biden, our shopping trip will be like a treasure hunt. Hopefully the store got some food items on the truck last night, and hopefully we'll be the first ones inside when they open the door. Yay! Treasure hunt, treasure hunt. Jenny, I need you to go and grab some fresh fruits and vegetables and put them in your cart. Go! Okay, Daddy. Mikey, I need you to take your cart and go get some breakfast cereal, some bread, some muffins. Okay, Dad. Brandon, I need you to rush over and grab paper towels and toilet tissue. Ha <laughs> ha! Brandon's 
just gotta get poop paper. Hey, you watch it, young man. If Brandon doesn't get the toilet tissue, you'll be wiping your butt with newspapers. Dad's gonna grab as many spices, seasonings, and condiments as he can find. Condiments? What's that, Daddy? Not condiments. Condiments. Spices. Never mind. Go grab groceries. We'll all meet in the meat aisle, okay? I see what you did there, Daddy. That's clever. I love grocery treasure hunts with empty shelves, Joe. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go, go Brandon. Brandon. It's not only grocery stores with empty shelves. Car dealerships have empty lots and very high prices. Right? Hey, thanks for taking a ride with me this morning, Brandon, to look at some new pickup trucks. I can't believe these prices. They are through the roof. I can't even imagine paying for a brand new Kingfish 350 diesel 4x4 at $82,000. Hell, that's the price of a house. I only paid $60,000 two years ago for the same model truck. Yeah, I know. There's virtually no selection whatsoever. I talked to a salesman about a new Shandu Democrat Village wagon the other day, and he said what you see on a lot is what you get. It might be months before they get any new inventory. You got that right. And they're not budging one dime on the price. Heck, the sales guy I spoke to said they're already giving sticker price plus on the nicer models, and that's making up for the commissions that they're losing by having, pardon the pun, empty shelves or lack of inventory. Yeah, it's criminal. And of course, it's all empty shelves Joe Biden's fault. Yeah, and that clown Biden is still trying to blame the China virus. And even Donald Trump. <laughs> what a joke that guy is. I guess I'll have to make do with my current vehicle a little longer. Yeah, Biden has screwed us Americans so bad, and the media is constantly trying to cover his butt. They'll probably blame it all on Trump and the Republicans like they always do. Yeah, and the stupider half of the American population will fall for it again. That's the shame of it all. Let's go, Brandon. Um, Herb? Yeah, Brandon? Please stop calling me that. Start calling me by my middle name. Brandon's kind of embarrassing these days. Okay, what's your middle name? Myron. Really? Yep. Okay, let's go, Myron. Now, the Biden administration is running around right now trying to convince everyone that the nation has gotten a pay raise. Some federal employees got a small pay raise. Some of you might have realized a very small pay raise over the last two years, three years, five years. But guess what? Joe Biden's economic failure, his economic policies, his inflation have not only wiped out your pay raise, but in some cases, the inflation is three to five to even ten times what pay raise you might have received. And to those of you who haven't gotten a pay raise, you'll notice your money doesn't go nearly as far as it used to, especially if you want to go out and enjoy dinner. Hey kids, mom's got some great news. Yes, your mother's gotten a pay raise at her job. Isn't that terrific? Yay, mommy! Yay, mommy, congratulations! congratulations. Can we go out to celebrate? Hey, we can go to that new Cajun restaurant across town. Whoa there, Brandon. That place requires vaccination cards, just like Nazi Germany. On the news, they say that place also requires you wearing a mask even while you're eating. That's stupid. I hear they only have a quarter of their tables open, and they've raised their prices like three times in their first three months in business. Yeah, buddy. They obviously don't want our business. Honey, do you have any ideas? Well, my pay raise was only 2.7%, but Joe Biden has caused inflation over 7%. So I actually took a pay cut when you think about it, which kind of puts a damper on my mood. Why don't we just stay home and I'll cook dinner? But mommy, it costs just as much to cook as it does to go out because the grocery store prices are so high. Okay, let's go out. I'll try and enjoy the celebration of my pay raise. Okay, kids, but remember, no appetizers or dessert. Aww. Let's go, Brandon. Now, gropey Joe Biden right now is touting the claim that he is going to be sending 
high-quality N95 masks to every single household in America. Okay. Bernie Sanders and 50 Democratic lawmakers on Wednesday introduced the legislation to send every person in the country a package of three N95 masks. You know, those cone-shaped little beaks that you put behind your head with a piece of elastic? How long are they supposed to last? Three masks? Probably three days. But they're trying to make it sound like they're doing something positive. White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Jeff Zintz said Wednesday that the White House is, quote, actively exploring, unquote, whether to make higher quality masks available to everyone. He also said that N95 masks are widely available and that the U.S. has a stockpile of 750 million masks for healthcare workers and first responders. So Little Red, the Circle Batgirl Jen Pisaki, was asked about Zintz's comments. She said the administration is working to be responsive to needs of Americans and make sure they're getting supplies where we need them. There's no shortage, she told reporters on Wednesday. I went looking for some N95 masks. I couldn't find them anywhere. Hmm, who's lying? Joe Biden, Jeff Zentz, or Little Red? It seems to be the way of things in the Biden administration. They keep stumbling and mumbling and fumbling, and of course, bumbling. You've probably heard the term word salad or verbal vomit when it comes to listening to Kamala Harris speak, especially when it comes to anything important. Like, for example, the Wuhan China novel coronavirus and its various variants. Your vice president, Kamal Toe Harris, did an interview with NBC News's Craig Melvin. It was a wide-ranging, rambling word salad interview where he asked her, at what point does the White House admit that their current approach to COVID is not effective? He even made the point by referring to six former Biden advisors who wisely quit, who've learned and written that the president needs to reorient his strategy and focus on helping people to learn how to live with the coronavirus forever. Is it time for a shift in strategy? Melvin asked Harris. The vice president responded... It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. And so right now we know we still have a number of people that that is in the millions of Americans who have not been vaccinated and could be vaccinated, and we are urging them to get vaccinated because it will save their life. At at what point does the administration acknowledge these people aren't going to get the shot? They're just not going to do it. I don't believe in giving up on people, Craig. I really don't. Listen, Camel Toe, there are people who say, my body, my choice, and they refuse to get the vaccine. So you're not going to change their minds or their hearts. Get it through your thick, ignorant skull. I want to switch gears here for just a moment. When a person decides what they want to do when they grow up, what job they wish to pursue, what career path they'd like to follow, they usually, if they're intelligent, look into all of the aspects of that career path. They look into the type and number of hours you would be working, the working conditions, whether or not you're dealing with the public or in isolation what the pay and benefits packages, retirement packages, and promotion potentials might be for that job. 
Many people end up working in jobs that they don't like. They become disillusioned, disenchanted, disgruntled, angry, aggravated, and they end up quitting. Some people spend their whole lives trying to find the perfect job only to find out that the perfect job does not exist. This is the case of the restaurant industry. If you are a dishwasher or a busboy at a restaurant, it means one of three things. Number one, you have no real ambition to do anything really meaningful for society other than to clean up other people's dishes after they make a mess consuming food. Or number two, you don't possess the intelligence or the ability to grow and get a job other than that one. Or three, society has only left that to you. No one, and I mean no one, grew up, went to school, got an education, and ever said, ooh, I want to clean up other people's messy dishes when I grow up. What I'm trying to say is people make a conscious decision to do that type of job out of either bare necessity or there is no other alternative. Perhaps they'd rather stay home and suck off the welfare system, but perhaps their court order, their judge, or their parole officer told them, you better go get a job, and that's all they could find. Waitresses, waiters, bartenders make a conscious decision to go into that field, again, either by necessity or by choice. And they know going in what the job entails, what the job requires of them, what the pay is, what the hours are, what benefits might exist. And many of those individuals choose to become waiters, waitresses, servers, hosts, hostesses, bartenders, because they know they can make some under the table money in the form of tips and gratuities. In recent years, the advent, onset, and proliferation of delivery services and ride-sharing services like Uber, like DoorDash, like Waiter, have all also included tipping, gratuities. Tipping, of course, is expected of a patron when the person providing the service performs excellent service above and beyond. I'm giving you something extra to show you how much I appreciate the hard work the professionalism, the courtesy, the delivery of product or service. I have always said that tipping is not something you should expect, just like a yearly bonus is not something an employee should expect. Well, there are multiple sides of the tipping coin. One side, the folks who rely on tips and provide excellent services and make a damned good living getting their tips. I happen to know a Hooters girl who was bringing home 300 bucks a night in tips, and that's just what she admitted to. I also know a girl that was bringing home about 30 bucks a night because she had a crappy attitude, never got the orders right, and just was generally not a good employee. When you go out to eat at a lower-priced restaurant, a small chain place, tipping is usually not expected. Fast food joints I'm talking about. Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco Bell, Jimmy John's, etc. That is not something that is expected of those employees. When you go to a smaller mom-and-pop restaurant, however, that waitress is probably making about two bucks an hour and hoping that she's doing a good enough job that you will give her a gratuity. When I was a young man, 
tipping was 10%. As I became a young adult, it was around 15%. 18 was a pretty good number for quite a few years, and then people figured out it's a whole lot easier to just round it up to 20% for excellent service. A lot of people just double the sales tax placed on their receipt, and that's the way they do it. But with a calculator on every cell phone and the desire to simply round up to a nice, even round number on your credit or debit card, many people are simply using that calculator function and then rounding up to the next dollar. 25% tip is usually for over and above, well above. Imagine you went out to dinner tonight, you and your significant other, to a moderately priced chain restaurant, an Applebee's, a Chili's, something like that. You get your soft drink, your salad, your entree, and maybe a little dessert. And the two of you will probably get a bill for about 100 bucks. A 20% tip raises that to $120, which means that that waitress or server makes $20 on you, $20 on the table next to you, the table next to them, the table next to them, the table next to them. You probably spend one hour at that restaurant. And if that waitress, server, waiter, whatever, has five tables and each table tips them 20 bucks, that individual is making $100 per hour in tips on top of the two or $3 an hour state required minimum for hospitality workers. That's pretty damn good money. And you can earn that much, if not more, obviously if you have more tables, and if you provide excellent service. Imagine, excellent service gets you 25% tip. If you could handle a seven table workload, I've done the math, seven tables, $25 per table per hour for eight hours. You can make $1,400 in tips alone in one night. Damn, maybe I'm in the wrong business. Well, a Portland, Oregon restaurant has decided they want to do away with the tipping. Now, this is angering some of their waitstaff because when you're making $1,400 and a lot of that is in cash, you don't necessarily report all of that to the IRS. <gasps> really? You mean people actually do that? Yes, they do. A Portland restaurant, according to Business Insider, has eliminated tipping but added a flat 22% service fee to every bill. They raised their lowest wage to $25 an hour. You heard me correctly. The owner of a restaurant in Portland has swapped tips for an automatic 22% service charge on all checks. Meaning even if you get crappy service, you get your order wrong, they bring it out cold, whatever, they still get 22%. Maybe out of you, but not out of me. They increased their lowest wage to $25 an hour and are now offering health insurance for all employees. The One of the owners says the new policy is more equitable for kitchen and dining room workers. The owners of a nationally recognized Russian gourmet restaurant in Portland, Oregon, have ended optional tips on their guests' checks in favor of this 22% service charge. I guess they won't be getting any business from me. Tipping is the way we have done it in the United States for as long as I've been alive, probably for many decades before that. It rewards excellent service, and it teaches those who don't provide excellent service that they need to step up their game. I don't know what your opinion is, but my opinion is I won't eat there. Wow, where's the time gone? That's all the time we have for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. 
I don't plan on doing any programs over this long Milk Day holiday. And I might not even do one on Milk Day. After all, Martin Luther Kang had a dream. And it is my dream to not have to work on his holiday. That holiday, by the way, which steals George Washington's birthday as a national holiday. Oh, well, I get a paid day off. Go out there and have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next time. Are you planning another weekend of total lockdown, quarantine, or forced isolation? Has the two weeks to flatten the curve lie finally sunk in and you just want to get away? Republican Land Vacations invites you to Republican-controlled Florida. Florida offers the safety of wide open spaces, indoor dining, live music, sunny beaches, concerts, movie theaters, spacious occupied stadiums for sports of all types, recreational activities out in the open, and best of all, no Kung Fu Wuhan flu. Let our bright sunny skies load your body with vitamin D. Drink some Florida orange juice for some healthy vitamin C. And ladies, the men here are filled with vitamin E. Leave your masks and sanitizers at home because in Republican-controlled Florida, we control immigration and we control the Kung Fu Wuhan flu. We're keeping it out of here. Governor Ron DeSantis invites you down to sunny Florida where our businesses are open, our kids are in school, and we enjoy the nation's lowest infection rate for COVID-19. Come to Florida now to get away from the hype, the drama, and the lies of the lockdown cities of Democrat land. Paid for by the Florida Department of Tourism. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, who cares? This program, copyright 2022, The Truth Hurts Program, all rights reserved. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Audionautics. <laughs>